Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. She's unmuted. Or hot. Hello. We're going to go to Nancy on the phone and uh, see if you have any spiritual questions. Well, Nancy? I was wondering, um, how do you know who a reading is for when you get a message? Is it obvious? Well, usually it's obvious, and usually you're working with a group of people or you're sitting with a single person and you're working with the energy that way. Uh, classify that as to where where you're putting that. Where where does that fit? Well, it seems like I, I get things when I'm talking to different people, even though there's a group of people, and it's not really clear that it's meant for that person until after I say something, and then they, I guess they confirm it. I'm not yeah. really trying to reform, but it's coming through. Well, when you're, when you're talking to a group of people, <clears throat> what I find is the easiest way is to really check yourself in a sense of saying, where is this going? Who's it for? And put it in spirit's hands to say, I'm asking guidance to where to go with it. And if it's an individual person, or is it a statement that you make to the group of people that you're talking to? Okay. And when you're in a group of people, like what I do, is when I'm in a group of people, I know spiritual times will bring things through individual as an example for the crowd, but yet they'll pick out one person that it pertains to. And if you're giving that that one person an answer or guidance, and as you give them the answer and the guidance, it's then really making sense to them, but it's also an example for the other people listening. Okay, that makes sense. And many times I've picked up things that would be a message for the group. Like when I'm doing a circle on Wednesday night, I will also at times say to people, you know, this is for everyone. And I may be giving a message directly to one person, but there's a part of the message I would say, this is for everyone, and have them listen in on the idea of what would really apply to them. Because it sometimes would be a guidance as to how to do things, or how to be in tune to things, or how to separate Separate things you're getting so you recognize where it goes. Okay. <clears throat> Any other question? No, not right now. Thank you. All righty. You're welcome. If anyone would like to have a question, please raise your hand. Something on a spiritual note of what you want to understand or how it works. Jean, you want to go again? Okay. Hi, Jean. Hi, how are you, Greg? Good. How are you doing? Good. Hi, Leslie. Hi, Jean. <laughs> um, my question is I want to ask my spirits that are around me here or wherever I am 
to help me and guide me. So what best, I mean, other than saying that, what is the best language to do that with? Well, the easiest way to do it is you're setting your intent. And if it's your intent to meditate and relax and be in tune to spirit and let them guide you, I would just state it in that form and allow it to be something that you're asking them to come to you in a way that you may understand and you'd recognize what they're sharing with you. Now, are you talking like uh, private time with spirit or are you talking in other, other aspects? Well, <clears throat> it's my understanding they're here always in yes. the day or whatever to guide us. Yeah, and they're I, always around you. Yeah, I haven't been doing very well at meditating lately because we're shorthanded at work and there's just so much stress there. By the time I get home, I'm exhausted. Yes. So I was just trying to do it during the day and just like throw that thought out there. You know, would you please guide me like right now, like continue to guide me during the day whenever you can. So I, yeah. I mean. That's very good. And that's one way of doing it. Another suggestion would be when you're going to work in the morning, Mm -hmm. Ask them to help you through the day before you ever leave your home. Take a couple minutes, even if you just sit down at the table or on the couch for a moment and send out the thought, may you fill me with the guidance and the energy and the blessings of the day. And you're asking them for that. And that way, when you start your day at work, you're not, you're not open to everyone plugging into you and pulling energy from you because on your, your level of work, there's not only the things you're doing and you're trying to accomplish, but it's all the other people that are going Harry carry also, and you're trying to deal with all their energies. And I'm seeing you stepping back from that and realizing that I can separate my energy from them, and I'm in my own little bubble, and I'm doing what I need to do, and I'm getting it all done. But it's the idea of not allowing them to plug into you, because I see you at times where you'll walk away very drained, and it wasn't just how hard you were working, but it's other people around you that pull energy from you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I need a bubble. That's what I absolutely need, my bubble to stay intact. Yes. And I'm having a little trouble, like, figuring out who I address it to. I mean, are you supposed to, like, when you say your prayer, when you start your reading, yeah. you're praying to God. Yes, exactly. So should I say it to God or should I say it to spirits or how should I well I would I'd, I'd send the thought and prayer to God because God ordains the loved ones to come to us help us guide us mm -hmm. <clears throat> excuse me <clears throat> they they work with us all the time but I always pray to God and I ask God's guidance and it's something there then that you always have the higher power working with you and through you and it's something that our guides and teachers are stepping in and helping guide us in ways we're needing then so I could ask God to send my guides and teachers to me yes. to help me through the day like that. Absolutely. Okay, great. Thanks. You're welcome. Anyone else? Come on, there's some questions out there. Well, one of the things I was feeling too, uh, when we're going to be around people, realizing how many people can be leeches of energy and they can pull energy from us. And we at times don't realize it's going on until a little later. And then we realize we're exhausted. And we're needing to recognize that kind of energy with people, be it at work, be it at 
<clears throat> be it in a game, be it anywhere you want to be in life, and that you'd have certain people. Have you had experiences where you'd be around certain individuals and walk away and you just feel like you're wore out? Because I feel that's something that happens to all of us, and we need to be aware of the idea of protecting ourselves, and all we need to do is just put the imaginary light around us, and nothing but good can come to me, and nothing but good may leave, and that way you're bringing balance to your own energy. I've been in a group of people a couple times where I recognize they were all wanting to leech energy and pull, and you also have that, that covers jealousy, that covers people that are manipulative, that covers people that want to maneuver things. And just like a workplace, I'm sure some of you have had it happen where there are people that are jealous of you or jealous of what you're doing, and you surround yourself in that light and you don't allow them to pull from you at all. I've had people look at me very strangely because I cut off the energy of them pulling on me, and when that happened, they didn't know what to do with the energy, they'd walk away. So it's really interesting what can happen and how badly we can be tugged on by other people and their energy there. I know a lot of people see this in their workplaces, but I see it at times just in the public area. You can feel certain people. I've watched it happen where I've seen people in crowds walk and stand beside other people and be near them, and I could see the energy draw on them that they'd be pulling on them. And I find that something is just like, you know, I, I mean, there's a few people referred to it as, as a vampire of energy, and they just keep pulling. And it's something that you can be aware of, and you can be in tune to, and not let it happen. Any other question you have? Yes. Nancy. Jean. Oh, okay. Um, thank you. When you um, start to get these messages, ask after you've asked. For your to, to God to send your guides and teachers to you to help. Yes. Um, are these coming like I don't know how to explain, like a really strong feeling, or do you just intuitively go toward a way, or what way should you expect these things to come then? Well, sometimes it comes in in a subtle manner. It doesn't have to come in like a like a billboard. It can be a very subtle energy, but it's something that when we take that moment to relax and just focus on the idea of our own calmness. It isn't focusing on the message so much as it is the idea that we focus on our own calmness so we're calm enough to receive it and then it'll come through clearly to us. I see. And sometimes it'll be very subtle. I've had it happen where it's very subtle and just sort of a new direction of thought. And I've also had it happen where I would feel very relaxed. All of a sudden it's like going from tension to relaxation and when you're, you're really in that no to relaxation, you allow yourself to go with that flow and it works very well for you. Because mm -hmm. remember, uh, I see people at times concentrate on their guides, concentrate on, on listening for a message, and they're trying too hard. Mm -hmm. And I think the biggest thing is, is we calm ourselves and that makes the biggest difference right there. So kind of like, I, I do better if I'm not um, consciously thinking about it. Right, exactly. Like if I'm looking for a parking space. If I, if I consciously think it might be down this aisle, it's never down there. But if I just like turn into the lot, then and unconsciously go away, then there is one. Yes. So, but I, I'd like to like direct it more so that I can 
um, get the gems when they come. Well, I think it comes clearer to you as you practice with it. It'll be happening more, and it's certainly more often. Uh, I do that all the time where I'll pull in places, and it's like a feeling will be there. And I, I look at trying. I, I try to not consciously try to think about it. Yeah. I just follow the feeling, and the feeling takes me to where I need to be. Okay. I'll try to do that more. When, when we get the consciousness involved, we can really muck it up at times. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay. Good. You're welcome. Now, any of you have any questions? Yes. Okay. Hi. I'm sorry. Sari. Sari? Hi, Sari. Hi. <laughs> How are you? Okay, thank you. I wanted to know, um, let me see, I wrote it down. Am I able and ready to start sending healing energy? Because, you know, I studied Reiki. I've studied a lot of healing modalities, mm -hmm. but sometimes I doubt myself whether I could do that. I feel very good about it, and I feel you're not only ready, but I feel like you've already been doing it, but you may not have thought of it as a focus of doing it. And all it takes is you thinking about the person that's been in need and you think about them and you just surround them with light in your mind. And as you do that, and if you're doing it in a real serious way of a meditation, it's just gets stronger and stronger that you think about them and picture them in your mind. And even if you haven't seen them and all you have is a name, you just work with the name. You just, you just focus on the name and you keep sending an energy into that person. Yeah, I do that. Reverend will do, I just, I just started taking a Qigong class, like with breathing exercises. I really like yeah. it. Will that also help me with that? Oh, that's wonderful. I think you'd really enjoy it and it'll work very well because what it's doing is helping you anchor yourself emotionally and be more centered. And as you do that, it just becomes easier and easier to step into that energy and have that kind of calmness that you really wanted. Calmness is the key, right? Yeah. Yes. That is really <laughs> the key, is allowing yourself to relax and be in a calm state of mind. And that way, the spirit can reach in and be closer to us and guide us even more deeply than what it normally would happen if we're all wound up. And you're very good at sending the energy because you have a very intense energy when you start focusing on things. You have a very intense energy. And think of it this way. Are we focusing on something that doesn't matter? Are we focusing on something that does matter? And I feel like you've been reevaluating what am I focusing on during the day and not allow yourself to be involved in all the focus of things that are just basically a, 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 useless, a useless energy. You're now looking at what am I putting my energy into? Where am I making an investment of energy and an intent? That's true. Yeah, my family's always an issue because they they pull me along. Well, they don't pull me. I let them pull me. You know. Well, you're aware of allowing them, and in some cases, there's things you don't mind helping out on. But I feel like you're tired of helping when they keep repeating the same thing. If you've had it happen where they repeat the same issues, the same problems, and they do it over and over. And you've actually seen it happen on a daily level at times. And I feel like you're stepping back more now and realizing that, you know what, that's what they did yesterday. They'll do it today. They'll do it tomorrow. And that's fine. Let them. But it doesn't mean you're plugged into the energy 
and you're going to allow the energy to drain or pull on you. Mm -hmm. You have some family members that do create quite a crisis energy at times. A lot. And your ability to work with absent healing is really a wonderful energy. And remember a couple times, I don't know if you were really thinking about doing it or not, but remember a couple times when you slipped into sending the energy to someone and it was at a distance, absent healing, and you sort of jolted back like, it's like, well, I, I'm sort of back in my body again and I'm back aware of everything. And you felt a bit of a jolt when it happened? Mm, no, I haven't noticed that. See if that doesn't come up because I feel you're stepping out of the body astrally. And when you're setting the intent of the healing, I feel at times when you're in a really relaxed state, you're stepping out of the body and you're actually going there. Wow. <laughs> Maybe, I don't know. <laughs> And the Qigong is excellent. I, I have a friend of mine that's been uh, a teacher of Qigong for years now, and he's done it for probably 30-some years, and he has a wonderful ability. And I feel with you, you could be doing the same thing. Hmm. Okay, thank you. Yeah, I get scared because I'm interested in so many healing modalities. Like, that's my passion, and I don't know where to focus. You know? <laughs> Let's put it this way. Your passion is wonderful, and to not look at it as unnecessary to say, here's this modality, here's that modality, which modality am I gonna use? I wanna, I wanna simplify it and just say, let's put out the thought for the healing for the person. And if there's a certain modality that spirit guides you to do or use, that's wonderful. But if it's not a certain modality, you're just concentrating on the thought of healing. And I know spirit will take care of whatever modality is needed. Because healing's healing. <clears throat> right, that's true. Okay, thank There's you. There's too many people that try to divide it up and say this way or that way or another way. And I was taught very simple by my grandmother and one of the mentors here in Lowydale. Uh, I was certified to be in a healing temple when I was 12. And it was something that, you know, that kind of energy flow, uh, the lady that was teaching always said to me, you put your hands on their head or their shoulders, you relax, you allow yourself to be in tune. And as that entombment occurs, uh, I'm not necessarily everyone, but I have it happen where my heart rate will fall in line with theirs, my breathing rate will fall in line with theirs, and it just seems like we're one. The energy flows there and it just keeps building. And I find my body temperature going higher and higher, and I found myself at times even sweating and I can be doing it in person with hands-on or absent healing. And I've had many reports back, people calling and saying, you know, you were here last night, Greg. You know, I could feel your energy. You were standing by the bed or you're standing at the end of the bed and you had your hands on my feet. And I've worked with that for years and years now from childhood on up. I can't tell you how many times my mom got phone calls that uh, – you know, they said, well, my daughter dreamt of, of Greg last night. He was helping me with healing, and I feel better now. And other people saying they had pain and they woke up and they realized I was there. Mm -hmm. so that works wonderfully, and you have a wonderful gift and ability to do it. Don't worry about how. Just start the concentration thought of your focusing to do that. Okay. Remember, we get caught up in mechanics of how to do things 
and we're needing to know that God's energy is going to flow through no matter what the mechanics are. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, it was weird what you said about, I mean, I don't know about coming out of my body. I mean, but I, I had a dream yesterday, two nights ago, well, in the morning, actually, that yeah. I was with my father in Peru. And it was weird because he was a lot younger and he's still alive. He just turned 90. But of course, he's elderly now. But in the dream, he looked really young. And I tried to hug him. First, I was here in New York. And then all of a sudden, I'm in Peru. And I said to him, Daddy, it's so weird. I was in New York. And now I'm just here in Peru now. And then he couldn't see me. He was like, I can't see you. I'm like, Daddy, but I'm here, but you can't see me. I said, Daddy, maybe I'm here in spirit. And then I was trying to hug him, but he looked younger. It was weird. Weird dream. Well, you're out of the body. <laughs> I wonder if I win, maybe. You know? You were out of the body, and you astrally traveled there, and you actually stepped through time, and you were communicating with him when he was younger. Oh. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> when... You have to remember something. When you're in the astral plane, you can go through and time doesn't matter. And the connection with him was a connection that you love him and care about him. And it's a connection that you made. You know, when my mother passed away, I was dreaming and I woke up and I was conscious and she was standing at the end of the bed. And she looked like she looked when I was 15 years old and she died at 59 and I was much older then. And when I had the dream, she came to me and was looking like, like she looked when I was 15 years old. Mm-hmm. And that's her choice in coming back to me. And I know I was stepping out of the body because I could smell the perfume. I could feel her presence. I could feel her give me a hug. And it's like we were in that time and connecting. And I feel you were connecting with the Father in that time span. Okay, I'm glad you said that because I got a little nervous because in the past... I've had dreams of people after they died and they were younger, of course. And I know that that means that they show themselves younger on the other side. But I was a little worried because I'm like, he's still alive. Why am I seeing him younger? I hope that doesn't mean he's going to (laughs) die. Well, think of it this way. I mean, I'll be very honest with you, dear. I mean, he's pretty old now and he could be passing over, not necessarily soon, but he could be passing away. But the connection of spirit, your soul, his soul, the love and connection you have with each other is something that certainly he could come through younger in the astral state and choose to be younger. My mother came back looking so young that the first glance I just looked at her and it was like, I couldn't believe it was her. And mm-hmm. something that I find the spirit does all the time. I do feel a lot of the women on the spirit side come back. I've had to actually ask them who they were because they came back looking so young that I didn't recognize them at all because I didn't know them when they were young. Mm-hmm. And then they showed me, a little while before they passed and I recognized who it was, but they made a choice to come back with a symbol of the youthfulness. And a lot of people pull out the youthfulness of where they were in their life, that they were happy and healthy and motivated and a lot of energy. And that's what they come back and want to present. Mm -hmm. And it's really wonderful. But I mean, there's been a few times I've actually had to ask them who they were because it was like, I didn't recognize them when they were in their 20s or 30s, you know, and it's something that I knew them when they were in their 80s. Wow. Big difference. (laughs) You know, I have a gentleman that came through to me that when he passed away, he was a bald-headed man, and he was like 88 years old. And when he came back to me, he came back holding a trumpet, and he had a suit coat on, and he was standing on a stage. 
and he had hair. And I'm looking at this man and I'm thinking, I know I know him. And it was really, the face was resemblance. But what I knew on the earth plane was a bald-headed man at 88 years old. And he smiled and I had a flash of him being older. And then he flashed back to being younger again. And that's the way he was choosing to show me who he was. Interesting. Thank you for sharing that. You're welcome. You're welcome. Any other question? No other question? Did she raise your hand? No, but I was just going to pull her out anyhow. Okay. Hello. Mary. Hello. You have a question? You've um, been thinking enough. <laughs> how, how uh, when you're having a reading done, yes. uh, why does the same like topic come up over and over and over again? It's kind of like sometimes I want to hear something else during the reading, but I keep getting the same information time and time and time again. Now, are, are you talking you're receiving a reading? Yes. Okay. And what information do you feel has been repeated? All about work. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, let's put it this way. Would you understand your life has emotionally been tied into work in a lot of ways? Mm-hmm. And I feel sometimes that energy stands out and is what first people pick up on. And then they will certainly start on what they're picking up on. And they pick up on the energy of the work. Now, I find that when I'm working with people, I know work will come into it somewhere along the line. But I find the loved ones come in usually first and they'll give information about being around the person or who's visiting with them. And it's something there that, you know, when you're going to go to someone, I would suggest something. When you're going to go in for the reading, deliberately send out the thought to spirit please come to me with something that's helpful to me and guiding to me in my private life. And if something needs to be said about work, fine. But project the thought of the private life and you'll watch and see where they'll pick up on the private life. Okay. And it's not the idea of manipulating. It's the idea of putting out things that would be your thought and desire and it's in a sense of a question. Okay. And by doing that, it'll make a big difference. I at times have had people walk in the reading room and they'd go, I don't want to know about work. And that's exactly what happens is because that's a strong condition in her life, whoever's mm -hmm. doing the reading would pick right up on the work energy and just roll right into the work energy. Okay. And sometimes they don't get out of that. They just stick with it. <laughs> and you've had that happen where it's like, not that the whole reading was all about work, but I mean, a great deal of things came through about the work. Right. Okay. And you can change that, and you're focusing on that will change that. I've had it happen where I would say to a person, what do you really want to know about? And I'd ask them to ask a question, because then it brings it to a conscious focus of that individual and what they're really wanting or needing at that time. Okay. Because I, I know what my work situation is, so it'd be nice to hear something else. <laughs> sure. Well, I, I had a lady today that I was picking up some things with work, 
And I, I said to her, I said, listen, I said, you already have a handle on work and you already know what's going on and you already know how to handle it. I said, so let's skip by that and we'll go into the private life and the relatives and children and grandchildren and all these things, which is where she really wanted to be. Right. And at the end of the reading, there was a couple of things came through about work just to be aware of. Okay. And that'll come through in that form. So when you set the intent you have before you walk in the room to sit down for the reading, you set that intent and see what then changes and comes through for you. Okay. Thank you. Does it work? Okay. It'll work. And would you recognize also you've been finding recently your own abilities have been increasing, but you haven't at times completely trusted them. Yes. Because I see events occurring that you felt or knew about, but yet there was a still part of you doubting it, but then it finally came around to happening. And when it really did happen, it was like, oh my God, there it is. Yes. <laughs> it's working good and allow yourself to go further with it. Okay. All right. Yep. Any Thank question? You. Any other question? No, that's all. Okay. God bless. Thank you. Anyone else have a question? Yes. Hi, Jean. Hi. Um, so, like, when I was up at the development thing up in Lilydale, the set one, we all had to get together and do some readings. Yes. And I sat down with somebody while we were all, like, in a row, and my person across from me, I picked up on his little daughter. She mm -hmm. was, like, 20 by then. And I yeah. picked up on her when she was little, like a ballerina in a little tutu. Yeah. Hair. Why... Why would I pick up like that on that? I mean, what, what, how, how do you know how it's relevant when it comes like that? Well, it's tuning into the child part of her. And that, for example, he, in some levels, I believe, as you said, that what came to me was he had missed some of her childhood. Yeah. And that you were picking up on the child and the enjoyment of him being with the child, but he had missed some of the childhood. And you were bringing it back as a childhood energy for him. And that would be meaningful to him to be able to take part in that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he said uh, he'd been to a lot of, he said, if you knew how many dance recitals I had been to with my daughter, you know, how many tutus and pink tutus and things she had. Yes. And she was a student at SUNY, New York. And she was still very into the arts, you know, the arts end of it and the dance and everything, but he didn't see her as much. So probably that is. Yeah, he well, I feel he was missing having that childhood energy and enjoy her so much. And as an adult, you know, he wasn't able to spend the time that he would normally would have when she was so young. Mm -hmm. Plus I feel an independence with her of going off and doing her own thing. Anyhow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So how do you know, I mean, I'm new at this. So how do you know what the intent is for you to relay to the person? Are you, are you just supposed to like talk about what you see then or? What, what you were seeing was very important to relate it to him. And what it was is he's missing that connection at that level, that depth. He's missing it because he isn't around her all the time. Mm -hmm. When she was a child, there was more involvement and he misses that. 
So we don't have to try to interpret it. We can just say what we, the flash that we see. Well, that, that's, that's where really you get the clarity is you're allowing it to come through and you're not debating it and redoing it in your own mind and coming out with your interpretation because your interpretation has nothing to do with them understanding it. Okay. Just share with them what you're really seeing. I see. And allow them to do their own interpretation. See, like seeing or feeling. Yeah. Allowing them to see it, allowing them to feel it. And when you're feeling things, share what you're feeling. But it's something that you're feeling it from them. It's not, in other words, it's not a process you've gone through and come to a conclusion. It's what they're sharing with you that you're feeling we want to share with them. Now, how do you know, like, um, Elaine was talking about the signatures of the energy. Mm -hmm. I'm not that far along, but I mean, I'm assuming that what I was getting was from some spirit for him. Yes. But how do you know, I mean, how do you know where it's from? Well, it isn't the idea of having to know where it's from, per se, because it isn't a need for us to know. It's just the information needs to be shared. Well, then why does it matter if they talk about the energy signatures and if it's an ascended master or what? Well, let me put it simply. I don't really look at a lot of things like that. I have a lot of people who say ascended master and they have all kinds of terms for all kinds of stuff. And I look at it and I break it down very simply. You know, God's there and God's guiding us. And here are Danes of Spirit loved ones to come to us and help us. And where it's coming from in a sense of other than saying it's coming from God, that's my focus. And I don't look at the idea of it necessarily being this master, that master, another master, because I always do my thought and prayer to God. And I know the spirit loved ones that are, that are ordained to be with us and help us, which we all have. Uh, I don't question it. And I don't need to know the history of who and who and who and who. That doesn't matter to me at all. And to try to figure out how they say which master it is and who's ascended, who's not ascended. I don't even pay attention to that. Okay. Well, I don't know that, so I can't pay attention to it. But then if you do it to God, then you don't, if you assume it's coming from God, then you don't have to worry that there's some bad spirit that got in there either. Right. Exactly. You're, you're going to the highest order and you're asking the highest order to guide you. Mm -hmm. And you're doing it from a completely caring and subservient level of giving what information you receive and you're doing it in purity and you're sharing it with the person in a very pure manner. Mm -hmm. And it's something there where I, I know some people, I, I watched a gentleman one night at a, at a circle and he went on and on about guides and he was asking his guides to work with him. And when he got done with 11 guides, I was very bored. It was just really, in my mind, ridiculous. And he couldn't do anything until he had recognized his 11 guides. Yeah, I couldn't and remember that many, so I... <laughs> I... I have guides in my life that I literally have no name for. I just recognize the energy and the feeling. I know they're there. And they have never disclosed a name to me. They just, they just recognize the fact that we're here for you were ordained by the higher power to be with you. And we are not here for recognition. And they told me that a number of times in the past when I was a teenager. I still have those guides 
and they have still never disclosed the name. Mm -hmm. wow. Because their focus was not me asking them, praying to them, you know, connecting in that form. There was no need to. Mm -hmm. I see too many people in, you know, this is just my own, own thought of it. I see too many people going off in so many directions with this guy, that guy, another mentor, and this ascended beings and all these things. You know, I, I, was, uh, I was in a meeting one time that I was invited to, and uh, they talked about, you know, the purple light and this one entity that would come through, and they were doing this all the time, and they did it for years. Well, I was the first time there, never been there, never been involved in that organization. And I said to the one woman that was very open, I said to her, I said, you know, you're talking about the ascended being. And I said, this is what I'm seeing. And I described the being that was standing there and sent an energy to us and given us healing. And she, she went into tears and she said, that's the master. And I said, well, he's here and he's sharing the energy and half these people in this group don't see it, don't know it, and have no clue. And I look at it as, in my mind, I look at respecting the entities that are there in a higher power to guide us, help us, uplift us. You know, people talk about different entities, and I respect the fact I don't reject them, but I don't look at it as something that I'm focused on praying to. I know some people pray to certain entities, or ascended beings. And I, I look at it in a form that I just stick with God's energy and that's what I focus on. And it leaves the decisions on the spirit side of life. And it's not something I have to be concerned over or worry about. I've never felt unprotected. I've never felt in danger of any negative entities. And I hear people all the time going, oh, you have to do this and you have to do that. And you have to be protected. And if you don't do this one particular thing or this one particular prayer, you know, you're unprotected. And, you know, very honestly, if you want to live in fear, you're going to draw things to you. I mean, I remember my father saying to me, you know, have you ever been afraid of anything? And he said, you go towards things that frighten you. And I've always done that. And that's just me and my makeup. But I don't look at it as something that people need to be in a fearful energy. Mm -hmm. If we walk in the light, we're in the light. There are no shadows. Thank you. I know people that talk about, um, there's a few people I met in Florida, and they're talking about uh, removing entities from people and the fearfulness and the devil's going to get you type attitude. And I look at those energies at times. And I watch the energy around them and the fear they create and the negativity they draw to themselves. Mm -hmm. And I watch that happen. And I don't see any reason to be drawing that in. There's no, no, in my mind, there's absolutely no reason. So that's where I want to say, be just aware of the idea of too many people at times going off on these tangents of what they have to do. And anytime they build that kind of focus, they're creating a problem for themselves. And I look at it as, why do we want to create anything? There's plenty of things out there that may not be harmonious. Thank you. You're welcome.
Any other question? Fifteen minutes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. Hi. Oh, I could speak. Okay, yeah. Reverend. Um. Um. Sometimes I feel you know I, I have a I, <laughs> my dog. I'm sorry. I have a friend. I knew somebody that was a medium, and he explained to me one time how he would feel like a little tingly. I sometimes feel like tingly around my leg or tingly around my arms. Is that a way that spirit kind of manifests around you, like when you're guides or angels? or? Yeah, when, when you're meditating at times where you pose a question to spirit and you're asking for guidance, there's many times they'll answer you by you having either a chilled feeling or goosebump feeling. I've had it happen many times where I'd pose a question to spirit and they would give me the goosebump feelings or chilled feelings and it's something that they're confirming to you what, you what you're saying. And you test it, you do it again, and they'll bring it back again. And that way you know you're receiving the right answers. Oh, I usually wasn't asking a question. I just out of the blue, I feel tingly. <laughs> yes. And spirit will do that to gain your attention, to get you to be aware. And when that happens, if you have time to be still and be quiet for a while and just let yourself meditate, they're there for you, and they'll bring things through to you. Okay. All right, so I should meditate, like stay quiet when I feel that. All right. Honey, it's hard for you to quiet your mind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> your mind goes everywhere. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> I, I feel an energy there. Think of it this way. I've always said to people that when I meditate, I don't look at meditation as something that my whole being is completely focused on meditation and there's absolutely nothing out there running around, you know, exploring. I feel, I'll explain it this way. It's like I have this bad little kid that just doesn't want to listen. And it goes everywhere and checks everything out while you're attempting to meditate. And when I'm doing that, I just take a bigger part of me and I focus on the meditation and the calmness. And I develop that energy there. And then pretty soon, the part that's exploring wants to come back and say, how could you concentrate so much? and be so focused on what are you doing? And they become interested in it and become a part of the calmness. And when you do that, then you have a period of time where you're really deeply in the energy the way you need to be. And that's where, you know, don't worry about your mind wandering off a little bit, just stay centered and keep the center going on purpose and, and intent. And you keep that focus going. And if you slip away, bring yourself back to it. And don't think you have to be on it a thousand percent every second. <clears throat> Does the drumming help, Reverend? I'm sorry? Does the drumming help me focus better? Sometimes I think that if, when, if, I, if I'm more disciplined about my drumming, that I'll be able to keep my mind more calm. Well, I know people that do the drumming and they really get into, now I've had a couple of people that I'd refer to as a focus in their drumming and they get into a meditative state, and they actually have visions and see things. And I know quite a few people that are, that are Indian that believe in that and work with that. And I've had it happen myself, where I'd be sitting listening to drumming, and I would allow myself to be so relaxed in the beat of the drumming that it's something that I would just literally step out, and I would no longer be restricted by the consciousness. And you really have an experience then where you're seeing and feeling and experiencing other things, even other entities at times. 
It's really a wonderful energy. And if that works for you in a sense of you sitting and drumming, I would just relax and do that and utilize that as a part of the meditative energy. Okay. You know, there's times uh, I'll be focused on one thing, but I'll be doing something else. Uh, I've, I've at times done radio shows and you're on the, on the air for about four hours and I'm reading for people for four hours and I'm walking around watering my plants in my house with a headset on. And I've had people look at me and go, how could you be doing that? And yet be so focused and accurate on what you're doing with messages. I said, they're doing it. I'm out of the way. And once you're out of the way and you're literally allowing it to flow through you, it's not going to be a circumstance that you're going to get in the way. Hmm. Huh, interesting. Yeah. Like yesterday, um, two days ago in my drumming class, like, you know, usually we have set patterns that we do, but one of my teachers had us do like a solo where you kind of improvise and I'm not used to, I'm not like a, I'm not an experienced drummer. I'm still a beginner. You know, I play a certain kind of drumming, folkloric drumming. And it's weird because when I had to improvise, like I wasn't thinking and I just came out and I, I play these sounds that I didn't consciously try to do. It's kind of like just the music took over and yeah. it was strange. It made sense. It sounded okay, but it's like I wasn't consciously trying to make it happen. <laughs> I, I'll give you an example. I have a friend of mine that was living in, in Florida and he's a medicine man. And we went out and sat in his medicine wheel circle and he has a circle of stone and it's right on the edge of a pond. And the eagle came and landed outside the circle of stone and squawked at us and walked around the, around the stone on the outside edge of it all the way around and came back to the opening and squatted and sat there and squawked at us again and then flew away. And I was holding a drum and I was impressed to play the drum. Now, I'm no drummer. Believe me, I'm no drummer. And I started to play the drum and he looked at me with tears in his eyes and he said, that's my grandfather's beat. Wow. When he worked with healing, he would have that certain beat and it was an off beat. It wasn't the normal just rapping on the drum. And I had stepped right into the energy and I was doing the drum beat that his grandfather did. Wow. That's interesting. So something here that you can slip into an energy and allow the energy to be there and they're guiding you in doing it. And you're observing it happening because you're not thinking about it consciously in the sense you're doing it. Yeah, my ex-husband who passed away, he was a professional drummer. Mm -hmm. Okay. Step in and help you out. That'd be nice. <laughs> I can use the help. <laughs> Enjoy, dear. Thank you, Reverend. You're welcome. Any other question? Richard's got a question. Let me unmute him. Richard Jordy. Hey, Richard. Oh, hang on. Bingo. Could you hear me? There it goes. Oh. Hey, Richard. Yes. Okay, we're on. <laughs> I, I don't have anything specific. I just thought maybe if, if there was something uh, helpful to me that, that uh, Spirit would want to bring to my attention. What I felt with you when you first, first we got the voice through, I feel you're looking at things now on a spiritual level and you're realizing that the physical world life at times bores you. Mm -hmm. Yes. 
And I feel that you're revamping what a focus would be in the sense of what you really want to be doing. Now, there's a mixture here. Spiritually, you're understanding and you're learning to tap in spiritually. On a physical world level, I see you organizing yourself now that it's like, I want to be more motivated. I want to be able to get up and go more and do more that at times I haven't really allowed myself to do. Would that make sense recently? You've been feeling like I want to be more motivated? Yes, definitely. Because I see you at times, you, it would be easy for you to sort of hold up at home. And I feel the energy of I want to be deliberate in creating a circumstance where, all right, here's this, here's the music or the meeting or the gathering, and I want to go. I want to deliberately go. And I feel that it's like, I feel like you're placing yourself out there and the intent you have would be asking spirit to guide you to the people that would be helpful and the people you would enjoy. Because I feel like you're very picky with people in a sense of how and who you'd want to really be around. Yes. But, but you're right, I'm so motivated to get out more and, and do stuff out in nature and just to, just to get out more. I, 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 that, that's what I'm feeling. I feel wonderful with that, and I feel it's time, and it's time for you to move into that and really allow yourself to manifest it in a conscious physical world. And I feel for a while there, you could actually hold back a lot. And now I feel like there's a very deliberate feeling here of I want to really get up and get going. Yes. And I think it's wonderful because I see you running into some really nice people that I feel spiritual place in front of you, and you're going to be able to share with them. And it's a kind of energy that is spiritually a link. You'll recognize it when you feel it. And it's going to be pretty amazing how it happens. Okay. And I see you learning to trust it more and just let it occur. You know, there's been times in my life I've driven places, I've pulled in a parking lot, and I was impressed to be there. I knew I needed to be there. I had no idea why, but I knew I needed to be there. And the events would occur where I ended up helping someone or being involved where I learned a lot and shared a lot. I went to a group one time that I didn't know anything about the group. All I knew is I was drawn there. And I ended up with probably six people that were wonderful people that I really enjoyed. And they invited me after the meeting to have coffee and we're all sitting and having coffee. And then we found out that the grandmothers were spiritualists, the mothers were spiritualists. I mean, a whole connection of spiritual things and they didn't even know there was a spiritualist church available. And here this is a big connection, and they got really involved in the spiritualist church and all the healing. So just trust you're guided somewhere to go. Go. Okay, because I'm here in the physical. I, I feel like right now I want to enjoy more of the physical. Yes, you know? exactly. And that's what I feel. Remember, there's a soul part of our mind that knows why we're here and what we're here for and what we're here to learn. And then there's the conscious part of our mind that at times becomes bored with the negativity of the earth plane and the mundane, you know, the mundaneness of it in some ways. And also, you're a person that's very deep and you carry things very deep. And it's something that you don't have that many people that I feel you really feel I could truly openly share with. That's true. And I see you finding some people shortly that you could really openly share with and really enjoy 
And I feel like that's a whole new energy for you that you could really have fun with. Okay, I'm glad to hear that. Thank you. I think that's going to really bring your energy up and bring it up to a really good level. You're going to enjoy it. Okay. You know, I, I find it this way. When I was a child, uh, my mother and grandmother were both mediums, so they were always into spiritualist things. And I remember going to circles and meetings and churches and all this, and I look back at it and realize most of the people that we hung out with were spiritually very open into things that we were into. And I feel like sometimes you feel like you're on a desert island and you don't have that many people around you can really share that with. Yes, that's true. And I'm seeing you going, probing out a little more, say the door opens, and you have the people you can share with more and really enjoy them. Okay. So right now, just be open to what, what would interest me and to, to get out there more? Is that Yes, to... get out there and let it happen. What, what, city, what city do you live in? Uh, Ottawa, Ontario, Canada. I'm sure there's some spiritual centers around there that you could go and visit and check out and see if they have anything where sometimes they refer to it as psychic fairs, uh, to go and check things out and see what's there and available. And also follow your intuitive feeling as to feeling good things with people. You know, you can walk up to a person and say, I feel very comfortable with you. And I know you have a gut feeling about people already that is very good. That it's like, I trust them or I don't. I like them or I don't. And it's a real gut feeling. And I want to say, follow it. Okay. You're going to have some very nice people you're going to be meeting. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. God bless you. Did you say you're near Ontario? I'm in Ontario, the province of Ontario, yes. Okay, I'll send you a link via email. Okay. We'll thank send you a link, and it'll give you some information. Okay. All right? Yes, thank you. You're welcome. Any other question? No other question? All righty. Well, we have just a few minutes before closing here, but I'd like to share this. I don't know how many of you have been to Lollydale and uh, how much you've, you've been involved or interested in it, but I feel an energy with all of you that there's a nice connection with spirit. Each one of you have your guides and teachers with you. You may or may not understand who they are and how they work with you completely, but I know they're there. And we need to put out the intent and energy. Ask them to come to you in a dream state that they may come to you in a way that you may understand. And uh, don't look at it as something that I have to know their names or you know, name, rank, and serial numbers unnecessary. And just ask them to come to you because you already have had the belief in God's presence. You send out the thought and prayer in that way and you're gonna bring the energy to you. And the Spirit will bring you more guidance and more messages and you'll be able to be guided by it and you'll recognize it. The key thing that I find people need is to recognize what's our conscious mind and what spirit's really giving us and be able to put a wide dividing line between so we recognize which one is which. And the more we think about it, the more it's analytical. And the more we let it come to us and realize we allow it, it's then gonna be spirit. But until next time, I hope everyone has a wonderful life and enjoy their energy, and we send out healing to everyone we know. God bless you. Take care.
Bye, everyone. Bye, everyone. Take care. Bye, everybody. Bye, bye now. Bye. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.